Good morning and welcome to a Saturday, August the 28th edition of the Christian Underground News Network. I'm your host, Kurt Chamberlain, along with your co-host, Pastor Dick Chamberlain. Uh, We are delighted that you've joined us again today uh, for our ongoing study in the book of Galatians. just a, a disclaimer note from last week on Saturday, I mislabeled the last session of Galatians as the conclusion of chapter five. We were not done with chapter five. Uh, I think we left off with verse nine, didn't we, Pastor? Yes, we did. Okay, so we're going to be picking, picking up after a short review, I'm sure. We'll be picking up with Galatians chapter five verse 9, and going forward, we should be able to get through the end of the chapter today, correct, Pastor? Uh, If I don't get too gabby. (laughs) Okay, all right. Uh, So without further ado, get your notebooks ready, uh, open your Bibles. I hope you got a wide margin Bible, study Bible, um, so you can slap some notes in there as we're going along. You're not going to want to miss a single bit of this. So without further ado, Pastor, uh, take us uh, through Galatians chapter 5. Sure will. Let's open with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for our Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, We thank you for the wonderful salvation and the forgiveness and redemption and and, uh, adoption and inheritance and all of those things that go along with it. We thank you so much for it. Uh, We thank you for giving us this privilege to preach your precious and holy word to uh, as much of the world as we can get to with this podcast. And um, so we thank you so much for it. Uh, be with our minds and our mouths. We pray that uh, that uh, will be a blessing to someone today and that someone might come to know Jesus Christ as Savior as a result. And we'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. The book of Galatians is all about... Faith by grace through salvation for salvation and not by the works of the law. The Galatians started out well, uh, but someone had come along and um, perverted uh, the doctrine of grace. Um, We saw that uh, in uh, chapter five, and I'll just do a quick review of, of what we did in chapter five. He He said, um, stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. And he's talking about the bondage of the law. He so goes on to say that if if circumcision, uh, because it was in the law, would save you, uh, then you could get saved by the law, but you know, but he's already said in the previous chapters, no man is justified by the works of the law. And so we ended our, our last podcast with, oh, let's, let's go back to verse five and read through verse nine, and then we'll pick up with the commentary. Verse 5 says, For we through the Spirit wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. By faith. For in Jesus Christ neither circumcision availeth, availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. Then he says this, You did run well. 
So you were doing really good. And then he said, you did run well. Who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? I'm going to stop for a minute. What is truth? The Lord Jesus Christ in his high priestly prayer, John 17, 17, he says, thy word is truth. Then he said uh, in, uh, in verse 8, this persuasion cometh not of him that calleth you. He said, this didn't come from God, this uh, having to obey the law to be justified. That didn't come from God. He said, this persuasion cometh not of him that calleth you. Then he says this, a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. And throughout the scriptures, leaven is a type of sin. Uh, you can't do just a little sin without it spreading like leaven does through a loaf of bread. So that's a good, that's, that's a good uh, example. And then we pick up in verse 10 and we'll can, uh, continue our commentary. He says, I have confidence in you through the Lord that ye shall be none otherwise minded. But, he that troubleth you shall bear his judgment, whosoever he be. So whoever is fooling you, whoever who is perverting the grace of God and salvation by grace through faith, God's going to deal with him. Yeah, and how? Uh, how's he going to deal with him? we got to go back a little further back in Galatians, where Paul uh, gets pretty, uh, well, he hits hits him with a nail right in the head and says, if another, if another man or, or an angel teach any other gospel, let him be what? Accursed. Accursed. So that's the judgment. You're that's accursed. the judgment. So, uh, so if you're out there teaching uh, law mixed with grace, guess what? This verse applies to you. Watch out. Then he said this, in verse 11, and I, brethren, if I yet preach circumcision, why do I yet suffer persecution? Then is the offense of the cross ceased. In other words, Jesus didn't have to go to the cross if you could get saved by the law. But he did have to cause all of sin to come short of the glory of God. And then he says of these people, I would that they were even cut off which trouble you. For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Now, we've already said this in a previous episode. Having liberty doesn't mean that you're free to sin or do, do whatever you want to do because there are some times when your wanter is not good. And we're and he, he's going to deal with that in a couple of verses. He said, um, it says, for brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh. But by love, serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word. Even this, thou shalt love, and that's the key word, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Now, Curtis, you and I have been in churches where there are church fights, arguments, 
Oh, no. Mis disagreements. I've never seen anything like that at church. <laughs> You're being sarcastic. Yes, I am. Yeah. So you'll see it a lot. And and we, we, we want to avoid that situation uh, in this podcast. Of course, you're not here to punch us in the face or anything. but uh, and, and you may argue with us. But I'm telling you, if you're arguing with what this book says, then you are doing so in, in the energy of the flesh and not the spirit. And that's where we're going with this study. He said, but if you bite and devour one another, oh my goodness, man, eating each other alive? Mm -hmm. Yeah. He says, um, if you bite and devour one another, take heed that ye be not consumed one of another. <laughs> Remember, if you're saved, then you're brothers in Christ. You're one in Christ. Then he says this, this I say then, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Now, in future weeks, we're going to make some of my booklets available on our website. And I have a booklet entitled, So Walk. And so, Paul is saying, I, I say then, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Romans chapter eight, verse one says essentially the same thing. And let me hasten to say that when you see the word walk in the New Testament, it's the Greek word peripateo, and it means to tread all around. So wherever you go, whatever you do, whatever you say, it's your whatever, way of life. And, that, and that's what the walk it's is. It's your witness. It's your witness and your way of life. So watch it. Witness, way, watch. And you, you mentioned another W word a few sentences ago. Wonder. And I'm not sure that that's a word. Okay. <laughs> but I liked it. Yeah. I, I guess there's going to be a little bit of that <laughs> at this table. Um so walk in the flesh and the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Now, it, is that simple? Well, it it sounds. It's simple. it's sound uh, doctrine. It's sound advice. Yeah. Walk in the spirit. Then he says this. For and, and and you might even insert the word because for the flesh lusteth against the spirit. Can two walk together except they be agreed? The answer is no. And he says, and these are contrary one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. You see, there's a battle, battle going on. There's a battle going on. Constantly. All right. And he's saying that. So uh, let me let me give you a little illustration that I heard. Uh, oh, gosh, it's been 40 years ago or so, but I've never forgotten it. I, well, we were in church. I was listening to a missionary um, who uh, had known. He had a friend who had known a missionary uh, that was ministering 
to the American Indians on a reservation. And this is long ago. There's no such thing as Indian reservations anymore. But are there? Okay, well, I didn't know that. But anyway, he went on Indian reservation. And and, and he was talking with uh, one of his converts. And this American Indian said this. He said, life is like inside I have big black dog, big white dog inside me. They fight all the time. And the missionary said this, well, who wins? And this is profound, folks. He says, the one me feed the most. So what are you feeding today? The flesh or the spirit? It's one or the other. Um, So that's why the Bible tells us that we're not to be double-minded. Okay. He says, for the flesh lusteth against the spirit, the spirit against the flesh, the big white dog and the big black dog, and they are contrary one to to the other so that you cannot do the things that you would. There's things that hinder you, and it's sin. And one of the sins is that you're trusting the law for salvation, and you can't because it does not save. Let's go back to an earlier verse in the book of Galatians. Wherefore then serveth the law? And then he says it was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ. If you read, it doesn't mean that we have to, to take... Uh, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy out of the Bible, out of the Old Testament, because it's all about law, 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 law. And and why are they there? To show us that we cannot keep the law for salvation. Because of our sin. And what keeps us from keeping the law? Because we still have a sin nature. I think it was Les Feldick that said um, we're not sinners because we break the law. We break the law because, because we're, we're sinners. sinners. Exactly. By the way, that's a good name to bring up. Uh, yeah. See if you can find Les Feldick. Les on, Feldick yeah. on, get on your computer. He's a really, <laughs> really good Bible teacher. Oh, yeah. Then he says this in verse 18, but, and that's, and that's that conjunction of, of contrast, yeah. but, if you be led of the Spirit, ye are not under the law. It's one or the other. Yeah. The Spirit maketh alive. The law kills. Yeah. It just does. That's just the way it is. You break one law, you've broken the whole law. Yeah. Uh, Let's face it, that's what he said. That's why he was talking about circumcision. That's only one part of the law. Back then, you were to be a male uh, child was to be circumcised on the eighth day. And that's because that's when vitamin K is at its highest level uh, in that young life. And it's a, it's a good, good time to do it because, uh, to, to heal the wound. Um, by the way, if you're uncircumcised, folks, no problem. The circumcision was a health 
issue. And it still is. Yeah. It was a, it was a Hebrew law. Yep. Designed to prevent infection and death. That's correct. In infants. That's it doesn't right. apply to Gentiles, just the Hebrews. That's right. Our, our Gentiles circumcised it. It's almost automatic in our hospitals these days. Yeah. Uh, they'll ask you. It's almost automatic. Yeah. You want to be circumcised, and almost everybody says yes. Um, I spent, played sports in high school and college, and I was spent time in locker rooms and in shower rooms, and I noticed from time to time that there were some young men who had not been circumcised. We didn't hold that to it, and we didn't even mention it to him. So what? So what? And that's what Paul is saying. Then he says this. Now, Curtis and our friends listening, I want you to understand something. I stopped being perfect the moment the doctor slapped my little baby newborn butt. And I cried. Sin nature. It's there. It is there. I'm not perfect. Curtis is not perfect. And when we say the things that we have to say here in just a moment or two, you must understand something. That as I read uh, verses 18 and following, and I've read them dozens, if not scores, if not hundreds of times, I've read this passage, and every time I read it, I get under great conviction because I know in me, as Paul said, I know in me that is in my flesh, there dwelleth no good thing. And that's why he's telling these people to walk in the Spirit. And if you're saved, you have the Holy Spirit living in you to lead you and guide you in all truth. John chapters 14, 15, and 16 makes it very plain. He said, if you be led by the Spirit, if you be led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh. It's interesting. He's going to tell you what what all, all about the flesh, and then he's going to talk to you about all about the spirit. But when he talks about the flesh, he calls them the works of the flesh. You can't do any work to get saved. Here's what doing in the flesh is. The works of the flesh are manifest. In other words, they're plain. They can be plain seen. Say, yeah. As the nose on your face is plain. I, I, I'm assuming you all have a nose, but if oh, you don't. Oh, yes, I do. This is still, it's still plain. It says the works of the flesh are manifest. They're already out there. You already know what they are. But he's reminding him. He says the works of the flesh, which are these. And now there are 17 things mentioned here, Curtis, and yeah, our dear listeners, quite a list. 17 things. I'm going to read them. It hurts sometimes, but folks, you'd better be saved and walk in the Spirit, or you fulfill these very things. The first one 
is what most men commit. Oh, yeah. Adultery. Now, adultery is not only having sex with a woman that is not your wife. Right. See, most people think that that is adultery. No. That's the current contemporary. Yeah. But the Bible says if a man look if a man looks on a woman to lust after her, he's committed all adultery already. Already in his heart. I'm telling you, sometimes it's hard to walk as a, as a male, as an adult male, I'm going to admit. And, and every one of you that's an adult male, you'd better admit it because it's happened that you had wished that you were wearing dark glasses one day. Because you've done it. I've got my Ray Charles. Curtis just put his sunglasses on. <laughs> Did his Ray Charles imitation. Here's what they are. Adultery. Then he goes on fornication. Uncleanness. These are all sexual sins, folks. Watch out. And women, if you think that you don't commit adultery, guess again. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, that's just filth, plain old filth. Idolatry, what are you worshiping today? Hmm? Watch out. And now that I've come to it, uh, an an awful thing's happening in our world today, especially in Afghanistan. And the thing that's pushing the evil, the wickedness, the nastiness, the killing, the stealing, the beheading, the raping of women and little girls. It's Islam. There I've said it. Idolatry. Witchcraft. Hatred. Wow, let's stop there for a minute, Curtis. The book of Ephesians says, let not the sun go down on your wrath. It's God, God hates sin. He does. But he's righteous in his hatred. So, but what he's but but we're talking about that being a spiritual hatred, and this is a work of the flesh hatred. Variance, emulations, wrath. That's extreme anger, strife, seditions, heresies. And that's one of the things that Paul was dealing with, the heresy that says that you have to keep the law for salvation, and you can't do it. Let's continue. Envyings. Wow. Murders, drunkenness, revelings, and that's 17 things there that's listed. And then he says, and such like. There's a whole lot of other stuff that's like what I just got done writing to you. That's what he's saying. And then he says this, of the which I tell you before, 
as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, wait a minute. I've been anger. I've been angry. Yeah, I've been angry. Probably committed adultery, though I won't admit it. Oh, I guess I just did. Committed adultery. So look on oh, a woman, the oh, lust yeah, after, yeah, you know, yeah. that, that, yeah. yeah. So, so, uh, you mean that I won't inherit the kingdom of God? No. What Paul is talking about this is what you're like when you walk after the flesh and not saved. Are you feeding your black dog more? Than are you feeding dog? your black dog more than you are your white dog? And that's probably a tremendous in, uh, uh, how shall I say it? Evidence that you're not saved. We're supposed to do good work so that people could see our good works and glorify our father, which is in heaven. But this word do in here, they which do such things, habitually, constantly, as a way of life, as their walk in the flesh, they won't inherit the kingdom of God. Then I love the next word. Here again, there's another word that says but. The fruit of the Spirit. Now we're getting into the crux of the matter. The fruit of the Spirit is, and there's nine things here. You ready? Get these down. Underline this in your Bible. Uh, walk like this. It says this, the fruit of the Spirit is, and again, it's talking about our walk, our way of life. The fruit of the Spirit. You see, when he was talking about the flesh, it was the works of the flesh. Now, here's what the Spirit produces. And if the Spirit is in you, this is what your walk will produce. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. And here's where I get convicted. Long-suffering. You ever, do you ever tell your kids, my patience is running short? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long-suffering, gentleness. Have you ever wanted Kurt to punch somebody in the face? Um, just this morning, as a matter of fact, <laughs> I was watching Fox News. <laughs> Joe Biden, uh, Joe Biden's speech, I think, <laughs> where he was quoting Isaiah chapter eight. Out Is, of isn't that something? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I wanted to knuckle him up. Okay, and I have been too. So, in fact. I, I have done this on, on the field of play, the football field. I, I turned around and punched a guy who, who clipped me. And, and before I noticed, he was six foot five and weighed 265 pounds. At that time, I was 5'11 and weighed 175. And I regretted that because I got punched back pretty good. Anyway, um, gentleness goodness wow faith 
What do you believe? How do you believe? How much do you believe? You know, I believe all of the word of God. I, and I hope you do too. Even when it convicts you like it's doing with me right now. Faith, meekness. Oh boy, it's hard to be meek. That's one of the hardest things in the world for someone's got a personality like I do and which you, Curtis, inherited from me, I'm afraid. Meekness, temperance. That means to not do the things that you ought not to do. Temperance. Self-control. Self-control. That's right. And better yet, because you're supposed to walk in the spirit, self-control is yielding, yielding to the to Holy the spirit. spirit. Yeah. And these things are the fruit of Dick, Curtis. No, these things are the fruit of the spirit. And this is evidence of your salvation. Because he says this, against such there is no law. We're about done with this first episode. I'm going to read to you the next couple of verses and pick up the commentary on our next episode. Verse 24, chapter 5 says, And they that are Christ's have, excuse me, have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If you're, 30 seconds. You put those things to death. Now, you still have the sin nature, but if you're walking in the spirit, like, like it says in verse 16, then you'll have a better chance of doing what he's saying here now. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit.